Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Should we reopen the Napoles case? Long before President Bongbong Marcos came to power, we used to say, we have been corrupted by the system. Then sometime in 2013, during President Noy Noy Aquino's term, some of us began to say, corruption has become the system. This formulation came from a group of socio-political, civic and religious leaders in Cebu and Lipa City that demanded drastic reforms. They eventually became known as the National Transformation Council. Despite Aquino's much ballyhooed dong Machuit, straight and narrow path, we saw a government overwhelmed by the exact opposite of Machuit. On his first visit to the U.S., Noy Noy Aquino met with Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and received a $454 million grant from the Millennium Challenge Fund. In exchange, he promised to deliver an anti-Catholic, and anti-constitutional, reproductive health, R.H., law, which the Congress had been opposing for years, and to remove the sitting Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Renato Corona, who had ruled against his proposed Truth Commission and against his mother's family interests in their extensive sugar estate, Hacienda Luisita. In both instances, Aquino used the infamous pork barrel to achieve his ends. Thus, on the second reading of the R.H. Bill, which was strongly supported by Catholic churchmen and women, 113 congressmen voted in favor, 104 against and 3 abstained. On the bill's third and final reading, the president took no chances of being beaten, he sent four cabinet members to the floor of the House, Interior Secretary Manuel Roxas, Budget Secretary Florencio Butch Abad, Palace Spokesman Edwin Lacherda and Communications Secretary Ramon Carandong, to weaponize the pork barrel and win the voting. Through his cabinet members, Aquino succeeded in convincing some congressmen to shift sides or abstain. On final reading, 133 votes were counted in favor, 79 against and 7 abstained. This is best illustrated by one well-known anti-RH stalwart, he did not leave the floor until the very end of the debate, however, when the voting came, he was nowhere to be seen on the floor. Aquino had succeeded in convincing him to abstain. When Noinoy decided to remove Chief Justice Corona, he paid off 188 members of the House to sign the 56-page impeachment complaint without reading it. Representative Hermelando Mandanas of Batangas lost his all-powerful committee chairmanship of ways and means for asking to read the document before signing it. Representative Tobias Tianco of Navatas resigned as chairman of the Committee on Metro Manila Development in protest. Then Aquino paid off 19 senator judges of the Senate Impeachment Court, P50 million to P100 million each, to convict and remove Corona at the Senate impeachment trial on a single trumped-up charge. The bribery was never disowned by those involved in it, and it remains preserved to this day in our official records. But it has remained unpunished, and the perpetrators have remained untouched, some of them even lionized. One of the main characters in this dark period of corruption was a businesswoman named Janet Napoles. She became known as the Port Barrel Queen, for her close ties to the Aquino Third Government and the members of Congress and her reputed financial skills. Her long ride ended when she was ordered arrested by the Makati Regional Trial Court, not because of the massive pork barrel scam but because of an illegal detention charge filed by her employee and blood-kin-turned-whistleblower Benerlui. As I record in my autobiography, All is Grace, Solidaridad Publishing House, Manila, 2021, on the day of her arrest, Napoles showed up in Malacanang, accompanied by Aquino's spokesman, Edwin Lacherda, for a private meeting with the president. Hours before this meeting, Aquino had announced a P-10 million bounty for her arrest. She surrendered to him at the palace. After that, 
Aquino personally escorted Napoles to the PNP headquarters in Camp Crane, Quezon City, where Interior Secretary Manuel Roxas and the PNP chief were waiting to receive her. Then she was taken to the Special Action Force, SAF, training center at Fort Santo Domingo in Sta. Rosa, Laguna, and later to hospitaling Makati to undergo a hysterectomy after she had begun to experience abnormal vaginal bleeding. Prior to that, Napoles had executed an affidavit before Justice Secretary Leila de Lima in which she named all the politicians who had allegedly benefited from her pork barrel scam. This list was submitted to the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee under Senator Teofisto Gingona III, but was never made public. Aquino singled out three opposition senators on the list for prosecution, Senate President Juan Ponce and Real, Senator Jingoy Estrada and Senator Ramon Revilla Jr., who had all helped him convict and remove Corona at his outrageous impeachment trial. All three were detained without bail. All, however, have since been freed from jail. While the public has been led to believe that the Napoles case is over, some social media activists have started posting stories about the inconclusive Senate Blue Ribbon Committee hearings on the Napoles case. These stories claim that at least 20 senators and 100 congressmen have been named by Napoles as having worked with her in defrauding the government. This uncontested and unverified allegation forms part of our unburied past. Until the investigation is concluded, we shall not know who on that long list is guilty and who is innocent. Our people have a right to know, as do those on that list, so the government has the duty to make sure this long investigation is finally concluded. Fstat.gmail.com